It is Thursday, March 16th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. And a shout out and a happy birthday to the Queen Olivia Plouffe today. Yes, happy birthday, Olivia. We all love you. She's the best. She's the best. Uh, I'm sure she's listening, so I'm sure she appreciates my shout out. I yeah, hope you have is. a wonderful day and a wonderful next few days as well. Uh, baseball today, of course, presented to you by Fubo. So if you're looking for an amazing way to stream your team's games this upcoming season, don't worry. Fubo has got you covered. It is a streaming service with over 200 live channels of sports, movies, shows, and news. That is going to come in very handy for a lot of you baseball fans. They also have Fox, FS1, and FS2, which has become a big deal during World Baseball Classic Games. Also ESPN for Sunday Night Baseball and their baseball package. So visit FuboTV.com slash baseball today to see which channels are in your lineup and score 15% off your first month as well. And coming up in just a few minutes, we will be presenting to you our Fubo TV question of the week. Another good group of questions. Keep them coming. And that person is going to walk away with some baseball today swag. All right, Ploofy, let's get it going. We're all a little disappointed based on what happened last yeah. night in the World Baseball Classic, which has been so, so good. Puerto Rico with an amazing win over the Dominican down in Miami as they're celebrating Edwin Diaz, the $100 million closer of the New York Mets sustains a knee injury. As of the taping of this show, we still don't know the severity of it. It does not look good. The Twitterverse, the baseball verse, the sports verse went awry. What's your take on what happened last night? I mean, yeah, an incredible game. We had some moments there. Puerto Rico jumps out to a big early lead, um, some defensive miscues um, by the Dominican. But then we had the moment. We had Machado up there with bases loaded. I said, hey, here, here it is. Uh, he ends up grounding into a double play. Puerto Rico hangs on. And we see Edwin Diaz come out for the bottom of the ninth. And it was – I mean, that's kind of – if you're a, a Puerto Rican fan – that's what you wanted. You wanted to see that guy coming out of the bullpen in the ninth because you knew you were going to win. And when you did, three freaking strikeouts, not even close. I guess Teoscar at the end had a nice little bat there. He worked the count a little bit. But, I mean, it was never in doubt. Um, and then you saw what happened afterwards. I, I was on my couch with my mouth, like my jaw like down. Teddy loves the WBC, so we've been kind of watching it together. And he was kind of like fired up, like he was happy. And then you, you just saw Edwin on the floor, like those legs extended. And we're like, you were, you didn't know who it was at first. Uh, but when you saw it, it was him, it was just, like I said, I, my, my mouth was open. Like I couldn't believe it because like the level of emotion from that high to that low is, is kind of jarring. Um, so we're still, we're still awaiting word on it right now to see the severity of it, but it's, it's, it's tough. It puts a, it puts a damper on what was, you know, one of the better baseball games I've seen in a while. So there's an awful lot to unpack here. There are certain factions that are saying the WBC is stupid, that if this tournament hadn't been going on, he wouldn't have celebrated because you don't celebrate a March 15th spring training win over Houston the way you might a WBC victory. That is all accurate. I can't debate that, right? I mean, there are other people who will say, well, this could have happened if he was walking from his car and twisted the wrong way. I also can't debate any of that. 
What I won't stand for is that the WBC is bad because Edmund Diaz just got injured in one of the all-time freak accidents that we have ever seen. I just won't put up with it. And I saw some people that work in the media and some people that don't saying, well, this will be it for MLB players and WBC. It won't be, and it shouldn't be. We have seen multiple players in professional sports get injured. Last night, I tweeted out the story about Paul George, one of the great, great NBA players who had a near career-ending injury in a Team USA hoops scrimmage as they were getting ready for international competition in 2014. Not only did it not prevent other players from continuing to join the team, Paul George returned to international competition two years later to represent this country in the Olympics. There are those people who fired back and said, do not compare the Olympics to the World Baseball Classic. And this is where America's ego gets in the way a lot of times. You have no idea what this meant to Edwin Diaz, to the people of Puerto Rico, to the people of the Dominican. Go look at the crowds in Japan. We, how is, can we sit here and tell people what's important to them and what's not? If this meant more to Edwin Diaz than participating for the New York Mets, I don't know if it did or it didn't. That's not for me or you or anybody else to tell him. It sucks what happened. It's disastrous, borderline disastrous, depending on how the testing turns out. But at the same time, I don't want to see a tournament go away because we had one of the all-time freak accidents. And it won't. You know, we have injuries in spring training all the time. We still have spring training. We take preventative measures in spring training, just like we take preventative measures in the WBC. Like a lot of these guys, I know the Mets said Edwin Diaz can't pitch on back-to-back days unless possibly the semis in the finals. Uh, but they were monitoring him closely. This was a freak thing. I guarantee in three years, if Edwin Diaz wants to, he'll play for Puerto Rico. It's going to happen. Okay, so I, I agree with you, Chris. We can't, um, you know say that no major leaguer is going to participate in the WBC because I, I really believe this one's going to uh, turn more people onto it. Like the emotion, the crowds, Mike Trout playing, Shohei playing, Edwin Diaz playing. Like everybody that's was kind of on the bubble there or a young kid, they're looking at this being like, I want to be on that team. I want to experience that. You have Mike Trout saying some of this, this is some of the funnest baseball he's ever played. Like, it's really fun to be Mike Trout in the big leagues. I know he hasn't made the playoffs, but you get to walk up there and know you're one of the best players in the world every single time. That's a lot of fun. So this is – it's not going to, you know, derail the WBC. It is a sad injury, um, and hopefully we're hoping for the best with Edwin because we yeah. don't know yet, but uh, no chance. This is only going to grow the game. Well, you know, I do want to go back to one point you made that, hey, injuries happen in spring training, but – we still have spring training. Yes. Now, the, but the other side of this is this is not spring training. This is not a tournament to get you ready per se. Mm-hmm. If you weren't at this tournament, you would be in spring training. And, and I understand all of that, but I just can't take away the excitement. The whole reason we have the world baseball classic is basically what we saw happening in that classroom in England where the kids yeah. are celebrating a sport that they might now know a, a, a thing about. Most people listening to this podcast today do not have any recollection of the start of Team USA. Team USA was built for two reasons. The second reason was because we lost in 1988 with a bunch of college kids and we were embarrassed and we thought basketball was our sport. So we wanted to finally send some pros 
like the other teams were doing it. The main reason we did it was because David Stern, then the NBA commissioner, saw a way to globally expand his sport unlike anything else. And it changed the sport of basketball forever. Without the Listen to the players who have come through the NBA from overseas. Without the dream team, there probably isn't a Dirk Nowitzki. There probably isn't a Giannis. There probably isn't a Joker. And all these amazing talents that entertain us each and every night. Why did that happen? In part because of what the dream team started. Yes, it was a huge marketing ploy. Yes, there were people taking shots. But that's that comes at the expense of trying to grow the game sometimes. And that's what baseball is doing. Is it a partial money grab? Absolutely. Yes, it is. But it also has given us tremendous joy and people around the world have been able to celebrate their cultures and their homelands. And that is supposed to be a great thing. Yeah, you know, as I was watching the game last night, my boy Yonder Alonzo was on the call. And I thought he did a really good job of explaining just how important it is and, and, and how like there's a rivalry between these two nations and or not nations two places and, uh, and also a brotherhood. I thought he did a really good job of that. Mm -hmm. uh, you could feel, you, you could feel it through the screen, like the excitement and the passion in that place. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like in the, the semis and the finals. Cuba's yeah. there. I mean, Cuba's Cuba's going to be crazy. down there possibly against the United. It'll either be against the United States or Venezuela. That's going to be utterly insane. Um, so as sad as this is, as much as it sucks, and as much as it may possible change, possibly change the trajectory of a World Series hopeful, I can't, I can't quit you. And no. I don't want to quit you. I don't want to quit you. I just think it sends the wrong message. Who's saying that, by the way? There's some people that you'll respect, others that don't. Really? You don't. Yeah, and I've had a lot of people, you know, I, I sent that tweet out and it got a lot of action. And I would say 65% of the people backed what I was saying about Paul George and the WBC and then the other people were calling me an idiot, saying you can't compare the Olympics and the World Baseball Classic. Like I said, maybe not for you, but go ask the players from Puerto Rico. Go ask the players from the Dominican, Japan, Israel, yeah, Great Britain, what it means to them. Because it might be bigger than the Olympic gold medal. Might be bigger than playing in a World Series in Major League Baseball, to be honest with you. I can't tell them how it makes them feel. Like I'd say that, honestly, sick. The, the only thing I think will be bigger than this WBC or the WBC is playoffs and World Series. And maybe, yeah. Maybe not even the couple of first rounds of the playoffs. Like you're comparing the final of the WBC, like that's going to trump most playoff games. The World Series, I think, still reigns supreme for everyone because you walk around saying you're a World Series champion. You don't really walk around saying you're a WBC champion. But maybe, maybe some not, people it, do. Well, that's the thing is that in our country, I would agree with you. For most, yeah. almost, I would be shocked if there was a player born in America who would say that they're WBC. Let's go ask Eric Hosmer, right? He won both in a three-year span. Yeah. Which one means more to him? I, but but I bet you he would say, he would say they're close. I'd be curious. It's a good question. I'd be very Let's curious. It is a good question. And I guess that's my overall point. We have been so busy, and this isn't a new thing, but it feels like over the last three years, 
to infuse our opinions on other people. Well, here's how you need to think. <laughs> Welcome I to social media, Chris. <laughs> yeah, but it's such bullshit. It really, and it drives me nuts. And it's the number one thing that came out of last night for people to say, well, no, no, no. A WBC, uh, you know, win doesn't compare to an Olympic gold medal. Maybe not to you, and that's fine. But to other people, I don't in know. In baseball, it's bigger. Very quick. There's not even baseball in the Olympics anymore. Right, right. And by the way, the big leaguers never got to participate anyway. Yeah. You know, maybe they did when they were younger, but very few of them. Um, I, I think we need to just touch on this a little bit. We can't play doctors. We don't know how severe this injury is. But what do the Mets do if it's bad? Rely on the depth that you accumulated in the offseason, basically. You know, you have some guys there that can step up. No one's going to be Edwin Diaz. I mean, shoot, you just paid, made him the richest reliever in history. Um, you got Adam Adovino, my favorite offseason signing, David Robertson. He's going to have to step up. I mean, there's some, there's some guys there. Um, like I said, no one's going to fill those shoes. Uh, so they're still hoping for the best. But uh, you're going to have to, you know, climb and find some depth there and, and, and make sure it works. Mix and match, basically. Uh, if it's the worst, I'll try not to put that juju out in the universe. If it is the worst, I go make a trade for either Scott Barlow or David Bednar. Sure. Price just went up. I do it. I I get it. And I know, you know, Stephen Cohen has uh, steadfastly said over his tenure as the Mets owner, it's our goal to be the East Coast version of the Dodgers. One of the many reasons the Dodgers are always in contention, not just because of their payroll, but because of what they do with their minor league system, which has consistently been in the top five and is arguably number one this year, even with a monstrous payroll. The Mets have got not gotten to that level. But I'll tell you, if you need you've gone all in with two guys, one who's 40 and one who I think is 38 at the top of your rotation. If that means digging into your, you know, war chest on the farm system, so be it. That's the thing is Steve Cohen has large pockets of money, but like he doesn't have an unlimited amount of prospects or maybe he does. Right. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to have to, he's going to have to dig in there. Man, we'll keep our eyes on that whole thing. Uh, lost in the Diaz injuries at Puerto Rico took it to the Dominican last night and ended up moving on to the quarterfinals. How big a deal is it? that the tournament favorite didn't even advance out of pool play. Oh, it's tough because that was an extremely difficult pool that they were in. I mean, look at the roster of Venezuela. Look at the roster of Puerto Rico. Uh, our, our social media talking baseball put out like, is this the most disappointing team of all time? And I said, I can't, how can you think like that? You know, you and I talked about how one, these one game situations against these teams. I mean, anything can happen. And it did. I mean, Venezuela came out and put this like came out early on and put up runs and the same thing with Puerto Rico. And that's kind of like what happens in these games. If you can get a three, four run lead, it's really hard to come back in baseball with that, especially with these pitchers throwing the way they're throwing. So it's disappointing. I think we all wanted to see them, you know, Julio and Machado and Edwin Diaz, you know, kind of perform on that, that massive stage there in the semis and the finals. Um but there's so much more good baseball still out there. These the teams that are left, the the Japans and the U.S.s and the Venezuelas and 
and the Cuba. Sorry, Australia. Sorry, Peter Moreland. Uh, Cuba moved on. I mean, there's a lot of good baseball left to be played. I I can't sit here and call it one of the greatest upsets ever. The, I yeah. imagine that the people in the Dominican are extremely disappointed and probably asking the same questions that we would have been asking today had we lost by more than three runs last night or whatever, How, however we would have lost the tiebreaker. I, I didn't even really pay attention once the, the game was really close. Um, so, you know, they would have been saying, what, what's the matter with our team? Nelson Cruz doesn't deserve to be the GM. He's done a lousy job putting it all together. Yeah, dude, it's baseball. They lost to Puerto Rico and Venezuela. Damn. Those are two teams that if they win this whole thing, nobody's going to sit here and be like, really? Venezuela, it, Puerto Rico won? If the U.S. lost kind of in their pool, I would be a little bit more on like, that's really, really disappointing. Yes. I, I mean, yes. I no shots fired at Mexico or Colombia or, you know, uh, Canada. I'm just saying like their pool was not that pool. Oh, no, not even close. Um. So I, I do wonder how this is going over today in the Dominican. I don't know if uh, they have sports talk radio, what have you. Well, so my barometer oh. for Dominican fandom I was gonna say, our buddy, we got is one. our buddy Joe's McFly. <laughs> so that is the standard by which, uh, you know, all Dominican fans in my world feel today. So I love that Joe's was putting out clips last night. Here's one of the Francisco Lindor inside the Parker. Oh, no. J-Rod screwing up the ball in center and his reaction. Enjoy. No! J-Rod, but okay! loco! He's got hands on him. I mean, my man, Hat is off. Hand on forehead. Really dismayed at this point. Let's see what else he's got in it. No, but get borracho. Borracho, obvio. Mama Henda Brugal bottle hard, bro. I heard a big, big old conio in there, and that's when you know uh Joe's is upset. And we were and Joe's was trying to convince me, he's like, bro. We got to go to Miami, make it happen. I was like, I was like, my two weeks before that are absolutely insane. Oh. I can't do it, dude. I was like, you should go. You got to get down there. And um, yo, he, yo, he was waiting for the semis and the finals, bro. So oh. he had already counted them punching the ticket. Now I don't think he wants to go down there. I think he'll pass. Yeah. I think he will pass now. Did Joe's jinx the um, DR because he was counting on them 19th, 20th, 21st that no. I'll be down there. By the way, he was wearing the hat around uh, the warehouse last week for Blitzball. Those freaking lids on the Dominican are so nice. So nice. You no, know, awesome. I know we talked about the U.S. Uh, uniforms and people are like, oh, they, need, they need a refresh. Well, Mike Trout puts one on, and I'm looking right now at Mookie Betts. Like they look, they still look pretty good. Those are pretty clean, dude. I, I actually like the grays better than the whites. <sighs> I don't know. I, 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 I must have a USA jersey somewhere in my closet. It's awesome. I think I, do. I need to go put it on. I yeah. gotta find it. Hey, today's episode is uh, sponsored by SeatGeek. 
Baseball is back, so celebrate SeatGeek. It is giving away a special offer to you fans. We need you to use the code word Preseason. That is all caps, all one word, 15% off your order, whether you are a first-time buyer or not. That is a big-time deal because if you've used the code before, we don't care. Use John Boy Preseason again. SeatGeek, if you're not familiar, go to your phone, download, download the SeatGeek app, it gets you tickets to anything. The upcoming baseball season, the last few weeks of the NBA season, NHL is going on. You want NCAA tournament tickets, you can get those as well. Uh, the NFL season's going to come out and get announced in May. Go get those. Plus a concert at 365 days a year. Go get them. And here's the great thing about SeatGeek. They rate your tickets for you. They don't just want to say bye, bye, bye. They say buy the best deal. They rank them on a scale of 0 to 10, and they color code them. Green, good. Red, bad. Repeat, green, good. Red, bad. Download the SeatGeek app. Use the code word preseason. You're going to get 15% off your next order. It is that simple. Don't wait. The offer expires at the end of the month. So open up your phone, add the code to your account. You can thank us later. You're welcome. Team USA is off to the quarters this weekend down to Miami for a date with Team Venezuela. And if they win that, they will square off against Cuba in the semifinals on Sunday. How good are you feeling that when we return to work on Monday, we will still talk uh, be talking about Team USA being alive in this tournament? I'm like at like a 65-35 confidence percentage. Uh, Venezuela's tough. That's a really tough roster. So I think that's kind of the game. I think we can get past Cuba. I do. Uh, but Venezuela is going to be the tough game. It seems to me like Mike Trout's trying to take the tourney over, which we desperately need. Uh, some better at-bats by Team USA last night. Um, and if you get Trout going and some guys around him, then I like our chances uh, even more. But that Venezuela lineup is just really good. So one game... I know that you want to be all confident in the U S and we're going to do it, but you got to realize, man, like that's, that's going to be a tough game. So th- th- if they get past Venezuela, then I'm very confident we get past Cuba uh, and make it to the finals. I feel exactly the same way, but I'm going to diminish the odds. I think it's a coin flip. Yeah. Me too. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I was trying to be, I, a, I really I was do. trying to be a Patriot, bro. Yeah. But as much as I'm, I'm rooting for us, I just, my baseball brain looks at that team and says, Dang, man, they got some players. They got some ballers. That lineup is has been smoking hot. It's been better than Team USA. We really had one game where we went full bore. You know, Schwarber had the homer in the first one, but it wasn't like we trounced them. And then, you know, we demolished Canada. Mm-hmm. Nine runs in the first. That was the only real explosive inning that we've had. So I still feel like there's more to give. Um what do you think the crowd is going to be like against Venezuela? What what's the makeup of the crowd going to be? Um, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I I think it's I, I think it's going to be raucous. Whatever. Uh, oh yeah. So I, yeah. I I don't know. That's a good question. I think there'll be I think there'll be a lot of USA people there. I do. I I think it'll be I think yeah, it'll I, be in USA. I do. Puerto I Rico so. and and I, I Dominican a little bit different. Yeah. When they play Cuba, if they play Cuba, I'll be interested to see how that goes. 
huge Cuban population. In oh, enormous Cuban. It's that that one. I don't think yeah. that one would be close. I think the semifinals. See, come on, let's go. U.S. citizens Cuban down there. Let's go. Step it yeah. up. I mean, it, you know, I loved going to the finals here in 2017. It was a blast. It was so much fun. But down in Miami, whoo, look out. What do you think Looking it's going to be like? Mm, I think it'll be half. I think it's going to be split. Okay. I have to tell you know what? I got to text Miggy Rowe to be honest with you. Maybe he and yeah, I should I'm very have a bet curious. on this thing. You think he and I should have a bet on this? I'm almost, I'm curious if like the Latin population will root for just Venezuela in general. Because mm. like, they, you know, they took out, they took out, you know, the Dominican. Do you switch over right. or are you mad? I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. All right. It's time right now for our Fubo question of the week, our fan question of the week. Thank you so much for sending in all the, uh, the great responses. It's great. Made us think a little bit. We will continue to do this on next week's show as well. Uh, I want you to check out Fubo TV dot com slash baseball today you can get a seven day free trial and 15 percent off your first month as well today's question comes to us from claire she wrote in i've watched a ton of baseball with my dad i will never forget him yelling for me to come watch replays of the throw ichiro's laser out in oakland where he nailed uh, terrence long over at third base or yelling at the tv as mike cameron just missed home run number five mm-hmm. What's a special baseball moment you have with a loved one? I love this question. Well, how many games we've we been through together? You know, I think about that. Ah. Your our relationship. Uh, one stuck out to me in my mind, and it was when I was a kid, uh, nineteen ninety eight. I think a lot of people probably have that summer kind of locked in their brains. We had the home run race going there. I, I don't know why I was in Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas, but I was headed home. And that drive, you're in the desert, uh, you know, a little two-lane highway there. We're listening to or like trying to like find the game on the radio or, or we weren't listening to the game or, or to any of the games. Um, but we, we, a car was approaching us and it started honking its horn. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And in the back seat, someone had written on a piece of paper, 68. So like like they were letting us know that Maguire hit number 68 and we were like freaking out. He hit 68. Like it was just like, if you were alive and watching baseball at that moment, like you yeah. remember how much that, that season uh, and that race meant. So I'll never forget that. Cause we like, we're like, Oh my gosh. Like we were just pumped up two strangers, two cars passing each other in the desert and baseball had brought us together enough for like, they had written on a piece of paper, 68. So I'll never forget that. That was really cool. And then Teddy and I just not too long ago, I think it was last year. Uh, we went to an Angels game, and uh, he got a ball signed by Shohei Otani, and I'll never forget the look on his face. He, it was right. like he just found a, a treasure box. So uh, baseball brings people together. I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the Trevor Plouffe. I've got two, both Cleveland World Series. Obviously, both losses since they haven't won since I've been alive. 2016, uh, we were up three one on the Cubs. My oldest son was turning 16 during Game Six. He begged of me if at the beginning of the World Series, if the series goes back to Cleveland, will you fly us in? I did. We got trounced in game six. We're down six to one in game seven. 
Brady at that point is 11 years old. Rajay Davis hits the home run and we black out. We're in Mike Napoli's family suite right next to a cub suite of the next line of executives under Theo and Jed. So I don't know who they are, but I know they're important. I am screaming at the top of my lungs. I black out. I black out. Michelle, like 30 seconds in, it looks at me and she's like, what are you doing? Because I was working for MLB at the time and I was swearing and screaming. I don't know what I was doing. Anyway, we lose. We're walking back to the hotel. Brady's holding my hand. He looks up. He goes, dad, it sucks we lost, but at least we were all there together. Wow. (laughs) I'm like, what? That's amazing. Can I give Uh, one more? Other quick. Other quick one, 97. Oh, you have two. Series. We lose. Yeah, we lose. We lose game seven down in Miami. I'm living in Atlanta at the time. I'd been married a couple months. Michelle had gone to bed early because she was teaching the next day, even though we were up like two to one. I told her, you can't do that. You're going to change the mojo. We lost. So I didn't have anybody to talk to. I called my brother, Pete, who's living out here in L.A. We were on the phone for like an hour. We said nothing. <laughs> we were just holding the phones up to our heads. And like every seven minutes, all we'd say is, this sucks. This sucks. But we were there for one another. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Those are some, All right. We need to unpack that a little more later. Those moments. All right. The good news is we are back five days a week starting next week. We cannot wait. Claire, thank you so much for the question. Olivia, have a wonderful birthday. Special shout out to Dan Rourke, our one-of-a-kind producer, and my man Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Fingers crossed for Edwin Diaz, everybody. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.